This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome back to Character Creation Cast, everyone. We have the second part of our Edge of the Empire series with the Redemption crew for you. We have one quick thing to note before we get started. A friend of the network, Jordan Shively, who's also known as Dread Singles on Twitter, has recently experienced some medical issues that interfere with his ability to work. So a number of shows on the network and some special guests have put together an album of bonus content that you can purchase for $10 to help Jordan. We have added a fun one-on-one chat between Ryan and I exploring our favorite characters from our own RPG past. Um, and we will have a link to that in the show notes. If you go and um, purchase it for $10, you get all of the content that's in there, plus anything that um, we potentially add in the future. So it's definitely worth it. And there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, there's some really amazing stuff in there. And I I, I really love the episode that we put out personally. And I think it's... Uh, well worthwhile to check that out so give it a listen if you can absolutely yeah um and as is tradition we've got another review for you today uh this one is by kent blue from the usa titled excellent podcast kent says such a unique show as has been said before it is more than just creating a character in different tabletop role-playing game systems The hosts are terrific and have great chemistry. The show moves at a great pace and is always entertaining. The show features great guests and the production quality is very good. Well, thank you so much, Kent. That is a wonderful review. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a review, just head on over to iTunes or wherever you like to leave reviews for podcasts uh, and go ahead and leave one there and we'll get them every week. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you all think of the show. I just had this vision of you, like wherever you like to leave reviews of people just like writing them in like bathroom stalls or something. Like that's a great podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to leave a review in a bathroom stall, feel free, but please don't graffiti. But how else are they going to leave it? (laughs) Post-it notes. Come on. (laughs) Notes in the bathroom, Ryan. Yes, post-it notes in the bathroom. Okay, just in case you have a great idea. Yeah, just in case. Okay, with all of that <laughs> out of the way, here is the show. Yeah, enjoy.
last time on Character Creation Cast. We were in the process of completing a group full of misfit droids and one human. Chris was creating a battle droid captain left over from the Clone Wars. Emily was creating a decommissioned assassin droid. Michael was creating a loam protocol droid who was good at slicing. Amelia was creating a protocol droid with a penchant for research. And I was creating a force-sensitive human medic. One of these things is not like the other. How about we find out how they all belong? Enjoy the show. So I think at this point, we're mostly kind of filling in the blanks, really, right? I mean, we're filling in wound thresholds, strain thresholds, mm-hmm. yeah. defense. Which those are all derived from your attributes and your species. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, wounds are derived, like, for my character... It is 10 plus my bronze score. Mm-hmm. So my wounds, which is physical damage, is a whopping 11. Ooh. Now your strain, like, and we talked about strain a little bit earlier, that's kind of your mental and emotional damage. Because where I'm a droid, it's 10 plus my willpower score. So I have a whopping 12 in strain. Then your soak value, which is in essence kind of damage reduction, mm-hmm. it's generally your bronze score plus armor and any abilities you have or talents. Droids start with the Enduring 1 talent, so they get one point of soak just for their mechanical body. So my character has a whopping soak of two. Okay. So that's really all the derived attributes that you have to fill in. Right. Those are nice and easy to calculate, too. Yep. I like that. (laughs) It's all written right under the species, and Mm -hmm. you just add in your characteristics. I like that I don't have to multiply things and calculate levels of wounds and I've played too much 4th edition L5R, which is like, <laughs> add like Earth times 5 plus 2 per level. I, that's probably wrong. I don't know what it really <laughs> is, but it's something like that. It's something horrible. I believe you. It uses fractions, right? <laughs> I don't know. Is that the most complicated choice? Then yes, that's what it uses. <laughs> Now, wounds and strain, you can actually increase with talents. There are talents that increase your wounds and your strain. Yeah, yeah I think, was it grit maybe did that? Yeah, grit increases your strain. Grit, yep. grit increases your strain by one. Yep. All right. Woohoo! I knew a thing! <laughs> yes! Only thing left in character creation is just to uh, buy equipment. Yep. And you start with a whopping 500 credits. Yeah, it's so limiting. Yeah, I, I got a light blaster pistol and one frag grenade okay <laughs> and some heavy clothing oh and then i did get myself a comm link and a data pad heavy clothing and a droid that's interesting and it's funny that you went there because i did something similar my droid wears a, a like a long coat and a vest yeah all right I, I can i can get that now with the the protocol droids uh you know they want to at least look a little bit fashionable at times Oh, uh, my, my droid also has, uh, basically hair, but it's, oh. it's braided, uh, copper and silver wire. Oh God. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Are are you like a, a droid that you don't want to be human, but you want to look, or you don't want to be organic, but you want to kind of look organic because you think it's cool. He tries, he's trying to fit in. I feel like we could make so much money if we sold all of that copper wire. <laughs> that's such a waste. That's where, that's where all his credits went. <laughs> no, but see, I can't in, you spend in, all your credits on hair. In the Star Wars universe, copper is 
nothing. There's no value to copper. Mm -hmm. Copper isn't even really a thing, I don't think. I just said copper because it was relatable. Because <laughs> it's a kind of wire. <laughs> and it's a color. So Still seems like a silly thing to spend your money on. I didn't have to spend money on it. At I considered point, that a freebie. <laughs> at some point, some part of this droid thought, you know what would be cool? I can't imagine that's standard. Well, you know, it, when you spend too many, too much time around some unsavory types, you start to pick up their personality quirks. <laughs> and if you're if you're the person you're working for or the person that maintains you isn't doing wipes on the regular, you know, you pick up you the odd bit of personality. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know, don't know what you're talking about about, and I take offense to it. <laughs> it. Do you repeat yourself every so often? And we have to like elbow you a little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> like like the fawns and the jukebox. <laughs> yeah. <in> jukebox. <laughs> hey. All right. Uh, did anybody else buy anything interesting or um, did we all just kind of well i was kind of going back and forth on uh, one thing i got uh i got myself a light blaster pistol and uh heavy clothing of course but then i got an emergency med pack which uh not too useful for the crew but uh probably good for me and maybe anybody mm -hmm. that we pick up if uh if we become that sort of crew a comm link so i could communicate with all you droids um and i was Debating between a stim pack and what was that other thing? An emergency repair patch. Because I would imagine that the emergency repair patch would be good for you guys. The, the yep, droids require repair patches instead of stim packs, but I mean, that's completely your call. Yeah, because I mean, I, I like being the medic that repairs my crew. So it makes a little bit more sense to go with that. So I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to swap out stim pack. Be a little altruistic here and choose the emergency repair patch instead. Since we kind of, you know, forced you into this position. Yeah. We did. <laughs> it's like, man, I went to school for medicine. I can't even use that. Might as well uh, become a mechanic. All right. All right. I think I got some stuff. I think I got what I need. Nice. I, I've got a blaster pistol. I, I'm taking basic comm link. Uh, some binders. Ooh, helpful. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm. And I, I think I'm gonna. I, I can afford a bola and brass knuckles. And I'm like, why not? Nice. That's awesome. And the brass knuckles could just be built in. Yes. They're literally brass knuckles. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of the droid putting on brass knuckles, though. That's hilarious. Well, here's the thing. They're built in, but I, I do have, like, show off, like, something that looks really cool to put on. They don't actually help me punch harder or anything. It's just you need the intimidation tactic sometimes. <laughs> you need to, like, make a like show of getting ready. Of, like, I like the thought of your character, like, putting up a hand and then balling it into a fist and these brass, like, rivulets coming out of the knuckles, like, popping out. <laughs> or, yeah, something like that, yes. Oh, that's so good. It's a little Wolverine, and I love it. That's amazing. Who doesn't want to be Wolverine? Right. Normally, but I'll take that part of Wolverine. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm terrible. I love Gambit. So. I, uh, oh, I know, oh, he's the worst, oh. right? I hate it. Oh. oh. Oh, Sherry. Don't do Damn it. Michael, <laughs> we don't need another podcast in which our, our characters are, like, falling in love. Well, I didn't say my droid was French or Creole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Space French. Space French. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, if there's basically space England, I mean, who knows, man? It's a big galaxy. Oh, my goodness. That's true. Space French. (laughs) Of monoclimate planets. (laughs) Yep, exactly. It's cold everywhere. (laughs) This whole planet is Champagne France. (laughs) I mean, that's not the worst part of France to be, so. No, not at all. I think we just need to determine motivations. Is that, is that a thing? Do we need to do that? Do we have to do that? Is that? Do you normally well, do that? I think motivate, especially in this case, motivations could help us tie characters together. Yeah. Oh, this is one thing I didn't do yet. Ha! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm like, huh, I'm not the only one underprepared. I hit the random button. Awesome. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I have. Well, a, I mean, there's tables. I have a so motivation. You could, you could roll a I'm, die and do it. I, I have to go to the table of contents. I'm looking, you know. I'm okay. I will tell. It's on page 94 and 95. Yep, yep. It will solve that problem for you. Oh, gotta get out my d hundreds again. Uh, wow. What does this mean? Random that's, motivation. That's funny. I rolled. Uh, I hit random. My motivation is cause, and under cause is droid rights. That's hilarious. Oh, I don't have a random for just Edge of the Empire, so I'm just going to go ahead and roll the die on this one, too. All right. I got 10. Roll once on each of any two categories. Oh, what? Uh-oh. What does that mean? It means you have two motivations. Oh, fancy. <gasps> so. Oh, God. What um what tables am I rolling on? So you first do. So I have to. Ambition? Do an. So you roll 1d10 for your random motivation, and then you roll d100s. So, for example, uh, I just, I rolled an 8, um, so I have a relationship, and then I rolled a 98 for a former nemesis. Oh, okay. So if I rolled a 4, that's a cause, and now I, is there a cause table? Oh, yes. Um, I have that right in front of me. It is on page 95, so it's Oh, specific down. causes. Oh, 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 okay. There it yeah. is. Sure. If you want, sure. roll a d10. 41. Overthrow the Empire. Oh. Woohoo! Wow. That's that's not a small cause. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Droid rights, you know, kill the Empire. Actually, they go hand in yeah. hand, because the Empire treated droids like they were just tools. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be fair, everybody treats droids like they're tools. That's true. Yeah. Fair enough. So my former nemesis, I've formed a close bond with, and although things are patched between us, we could be still extremely competitive. I think I know who that is. Oh, the captain. Chris. That wasn't obvious. So you were a droid in the Republic Army. Yes. Nice. You guys... (laughs) I rolled religion and spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) All I can see is, are those like, are those robot monks in Futurama? Yes. What about, what about if your droid has taken upon themselves to become a new guardian of the wills? Oh. Like lore, like the, the lore of the force for say, you are a scholar. Mm-hmm. Right? And and that is a religious organization that we know of within the Star Wars universe. Yes. So it could fit as a backstory for 
maybe you find the force fascinating. And that's why we have this pet human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Look, I found him because it's for research. It's for yeah because you can't experience and maybe, and, it. And that actually gives us a great link for why the medic is part of our group because perhaps the medic found out that you are actually a font of knowledge about this thing that he, that they know nothing about. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. That's even better than I was considering just being like a weird, crazy droid. But this is this is. Good. I mean, you're still no, you can kind still of be a weird, weird crazy, crazy droid. droid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you could be one of the droids that used to train Padawans. Ooh. Oh. And you escaped, and maybe Ryan's character was very young and was a Padawan. Yeah. And oh, you managed to save him. Take it to human a, forever. Oh, that's to awesome. Take it I to like a different, that. To take it to a different point too, you could have been a library droid at the temple. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that makes the most sense. That w- yeah, that would be better. Because that would explain why I have this blackmail knowledge, yeah. too. Yeah, they want you shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to overthrow the Empire because they killed basically all of my friends. Yeah. They killed all of your teachers, mm-hmm. your mentor, your way of life. You might have been there when all the younglings got slaughtered. Oh, no, technically, if we go by uh, you know what we know about Star Wars lore, it's more than likely that this particular youngling was at a noodle shop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> getting That's drunk possible, and singing yep. karaoke <laughs> at the ripe old age of three. <laughs> that would also explain why you don't have a close relationship with your family. If you were, yeah, if you were three, you might have attempted, or the droid might have. Attempted to reconnect you to your family, but what? you have this higher calling. What if I? What if the the because then then the betrayal doesn't feel as earned. I guess. What if? What if uh, on the run? What if your family is sided with the Empire on this? <gasps> Ooh. I mean, not everybody is against them. That's true. They could have been uh, a little brainwashed. It, but it, it it's funny. I mean, that just you, look what or, they've done for galactic trade. Or, it could also have been just a simple matter of survival. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's funny you're bringing up all this like relationship stuff with my family because my second motivation that I rolled was relationship siblings. Oh. Ooh. So I'm wondering how that will tie into everything. They're the bounty hunter trying to track you down. Maybe you have a younger sibling that is jealous of the attention that you got from the family. Okay. And that younger sibling has become an uh, he's become an inquisitor, even Ooh. worse. But it, it says I have a good relationship with that sibling. I mean, we, we, oh, we don't, oh, you okay. don't have to. Well, huh. I guess. Never mind. I mean, we well we re, we maintain close contact. Like, oh. Unlikely to be combatants, and this motivation may or may not fall in line with the character's relationship obligation. We can fudge it too. Maybe <laughs> he feel yeah. Maybe or maybe that sibling feels super guilty, and so sometimes feeds you information to keep you out of the out of harm's way. Oh yeah, Out of yeah, like yeah. obligation to the that's family. That's good call. That's good. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's really like good. they'll they'll tell me, hey, you know. I know you said before you're going to this system, but I know that's a pretty hot system right now. You might want to stay away right. from it or something. Or sometimes you get, yeah, you get communiques that you don't know where they're from. Yeah. Or maybe sometimes you find extra Care packages. Yeah. You find extra credits in your bank account and you don't know how mm-hmm. they got there, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty sweet. I like Somebody's it. Somebody's watching out for you. Yeah. Yeah. They probably send you a lot of like, Chef Boyardee <laughs> and like jerky. Space Chef Boyardee. Yeah. They're like, 
Yeah, I know you're living with those droids. I know um, they, here's some yeah. here's some craft mac and cheese. Yeah, basically space gettios. Space gettios. Yes. <laughs> I have a uh, motivation relationship extended family clan and um, the description of that is the motivation focuses on a character's relationship with a specific person, creature, or even place. Uh, the relationship could be loving, respectful, nurturing, or antagonistic, competitive, or one-sided. The character looks out for the subject's best interests and will set aside his own needs to help when needed. This motivation could be deeply personal or highly public. I think I'd like to use this motivation, Amelia, on your character, if you don't mind. Okay. Uh, because for a character that's a slicer and kind of a data trader you are gold basically my best like yeah you're like you are like every form of currency a droid can stop could trying dream to of. hack me <laughs> so you don't the, hack your friends so it's an antagonistic Hacker, relationship no and it's an antagonistic relationship and in that my character is constantly trying to get information out of you about everything that you could possibly know. So like the, the, the force, the Jedi temple, like all these things that are secretive, you know, it might not be as easy as me trying to hack your systems, but he's constantly trying to basically ploy you for information. Every time I lose at a game of Sabacc. <laughs> Perhaps. Or every time he thinks you're distracted. Yes. <laughs> you just like pepper it in with the other questions. Yeah. That's awesome. Where are we going? How long will we be there? How many Jedi were? <laughs> How many Jedi were killed? Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. You can't trick me. I think you can. Uh, we'll see. It could be. Yeah, we'll see. I like that. That's really good. Nice. But I like the I like the side of this also that the you know the my character is still looking out for you, trying to protect you, but also in a way because he has a vested interest in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's more than one reason to oh, keep people alive. Oh, don't get jealous, Emily. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I could have a character that has a relationship with a different character. It doesn't have to mean anything. Doesn't a weird, awkward relationship mean anything to you? Well, this isn't the same. This isn't the same type of relationship. I remember when you tried to hack me. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to come out. <laughs> oh well. It's you, Emily. It, it just everything comes out that way. I'm not normally like this. I'm gonna blame the margaritas. <laughs> this is special birthday, yeah. Emily. <laughs> sure. This is, sure. This is yep. what happens when the birthday Awkward llama comes out. This has been a test of the emergency Emily Margarita delivery system. <laughs> <laughs> this is only a test. So from here I think we get to get to do physical descriptions mm -hmm. and things and maybe um, pick some names. Yes. Do, is there a list of droid names somewhere? No. I have one. It's numbers. <laughs> Letter, yeah, letters it's like and it's numbers. just letters and numbers and I was going to see if I could make them spell something cool. I, my character's name uh, is SP4R hyphen XX which would be Sparks. I like That's it. That's awesome. Ooh, I'm getting a slow clap from the person without a name. Great. <laughs> well, if I'm a Repub if I'm a former Republic assassin droid, then all I need to do is Google Republic assassin droid. I got an idea. How about Booth? Booth? B00TH. Oh, God. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. That's a S good history droid joke. Yeah. Could do ST48 stab. <laughs> That's so good. 
Hey, it's late. That's the best I can do. I know. I really like that. ST forty. That's awesome. Stab. Well, I came up with the name. Uh, he likes to be called Captain One One Two Four because that was his designation in the uh, Droid Army. Nice. I need a good name. Anybody else? I don't know. What's a good name for a, a Jedi robot? Um, C four P D three. Wait, D E three. W I do it. Well, if she was a library droid, then the Dewey Decimal System. You are right? being super like Earth centric <laughs> right now. I am, but this is it's, all foreign yeah. so to I'll people be, in Star Wars. D three W one. Is there a dash in there, or I don't know. Yes, right in the middle. Where, where's the dash? Right in the middle. Right in the middle. All right. How many apostrophes do I get to put? <laughs> You're not a Twi'lek, so none. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, if you wanted apostrophes, you choose a Twi'lek or you choose a Chiss. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to stick with Edric. I'm trying to think. And now your last name is Dash W1. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to uh make his last name Farfaller. Ugh. Everything I come up with sounds like something else. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Chris? No, I didn't say anything. I was just making an angry noise. <laughs> ah. well, if it helps, if it helps, most assassin droids were IG models. That's what I, yeah. So you could do IG sixty-eight, IG thirty-four. You could also you could be an HK model if you were or a retired droid. HK. Let's go HK thirty-one. It's my birthday. And I turned thirty-one today. Bam. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so we now we got to pick a ship. Right? Yes. I picked the Millennium Falcon. Ships. Ships, ships, ships. I know nothing about ships. Yeah. Guys. They fly through space. I think well, there, we like, are not three things, three different ships to choose from or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. No. Selecting a so ship. So here's the trick. We are not, like, we're not really a cargo group, so we could probably pick a smaller ship. We're all, most of us are droids, so we don't really need living space. True. Well, I guess what's our, what's our party motivation? What do, what are we, why are we all... Yeah. Well, yeah. What are we what are we doing with this ship? Yeah. Fighting for droid rights. Okay, so we're fighting for droid rights and we're fighting against the empire and we're taking I, bo- bounties and we're trying to stay alive and we're taking bounties. <laughs> Whether or not you agree, there's bounties being taken. Mhm. Well, I got to pay for this food for my pet human somehow. <laughs> Okay. Well, we could take, we could take a, a simple fire spray. It's got decent armor, decent weapons, and enough cargo f- cargo room for uh, Edric and his needs. Sounds great. And enough enough space for us to still store some goods and do what we need. Yeah, to I do. think a fire spray is probably about the right size. Yeah. Because I mean, we have a a large group, but not really. We don't need living space for right. Is that, the, uh, is that the same model of ship that uh, Boba Fett uses? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Yes. I was going to suggest something like a like a skip ray or even like a jump master, a long range scout. But I'm looking at the silhouette here. Let's see. Ship's complement. One pilot. <laughs> it's a little too small. I mean, there's only one. I mean, wait. Wait, do any of us Wait, know how yeah, to pilot? That's exactly what I was about to ask. Can any of us actually well, pilot? 
technically we can all pilot. Yeah. We're just not, none of us, I think, are trained in it. So if we got into a firefight, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Well, the fire spray itself seems more like a, I don't know, it seems like more like a, a bounty ship, I guess. That's usually the, th- the uh, image of yeah. it. Is, yeah. His passenger capacity is six prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one pilot and two guards. Yeah. And then room for six prisoners. That's enough space for us. Which we could always have converted those. Yeah, you could convert the like prison th- area three to of the cells or something into recharging stations. stations. Yeah. Yep. Pets also live in cages. <laughs> oh. Wow. Edric, get in the cage. Get in your box, Edric. Crate, crate, Edric, crate. Crate. Now, how long can we leave him alone for? It's his age and months we divided have, by we- two? I have. We have a giant, hours? a giant water bottle with a little <laughs> tiny metal ball in it. That's why I took the foraging skill. Don't worry about me. Did anybody take him out for a walk yet? Has he been in there all day? <laughs> he has that wheel. He's fine. If he wants exercise, he'll use it. Oh man, I'm going to be so abused. Yeah, we definitely have to make sure the ship has at least one fresher. Yeah. Oh yeah. right. Oh goodness. I think you have to. Yeah, I think that's probably the right choice for us. Yeah. Maybe we converted one of the cells into a really nice oil bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we did. The oil pod. It's one of those really fancy standing oil baths where you walk in and like the entire room just shoots oil into the middle of the room. Until it fills up. Is it like an oil bath sauna? <laughs> like steamed oil. <laughs> so wait, yes. wouldn't that be like a vape sauna? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's just like that. Oh, goodness. I like it. Does our ship have a name? Well, let's. Well, who owns the ship? That's gotta be. I feel like HK. Yeah. Really? It's a bounty hunter ship. You're an assassin. I don't seem like. Okay, now I feel like I've been put in the Tazi position where it's like, okay, this is my ship, but I've just like attracted this group of (laughs) of personalities and don't know what to do with it. Should we call it uh, Asimov? I don't get the reference. Isaac Asimov, iRobot. Come on. (laughs) I like it. I think it works. I'm good. It works for me. Sure. I'm gonna write it down. It's in the notebook okay. now. It's too late. Okay. That's official. Sorry. Well, people. I mean, let's let's. Well, we got to give Emily the right of veto. That's true. Her That's ship. true. Does she have a clipboard in her hand? <laughs> <laughs> Does she have any vetoes left? Can yeah. you veto a veto? I think so. Only if veto is under four feet. <laughs> mm. Um, I really want to. Oh my god! I just feel like my character is this person. Can we name it the Bounty Hunter? Sure. Sure. Is that terrible? The bounty? Because we hunt bounties. And it's one of those things like nobody ever has to ask what we do. What do you do? (laughs) We're librarians. We're (laughs) like, I don't, I don't want to be a librarian. I want to be an author. (laughs) I, I, I just feel like HK is that kind of a, like, I'm going to call a spade a spade. Like this is a fire spray system that we use for bounty or that was originally bought with the intention of hunting bounties or maybe even maybe even you just call it the fire spray spray, (laughs) yes (laughs) and you all have named it something else giving it a different designation (laughs) and i'm just like yes it is the fire spray What is the name of your ship? Beautiful. The fire spray. The fire spray. <laughs> no, I, not, you, know, the not model. which ship is it? Yeah, but by calling it fire spray, we're definitely setting ourselves up for like a who's on first type of joke scenario. Yes. Point. I mean, we can have different designations. We probably have 
you know, oh, a bunch me, of different if, ones. If if Sparks is on the ship, the show the ship has multiple tra- uh, transponder codes. Yes. <laughs> certainly. Yeah, I like the the thought that we actually change it depending on which ports we go into, just to uh, stay under the radar at times. Yep. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, we have our characters and our ship. So what we have to do now is uh, our backgrounds and the backgrounds uh, of how we all got together. I think so. And then, yeah, talk a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little bit curious about uh, the... I'm sorry, I have a list of names. I have... (laughs) I have a list of names. Um, I've got a list of names, I hope too. none of them are I'm going to put them into the background tab here. All right. So um, I'm what, I'm curious about D3W1 and Edric. Yes. Um, after the after the temple fell. Yeah. Um, or whatever you want to call that event. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Did 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 D3W1 like take you back to your family and like stay as your nanny bot or were have you guys like been on the run i'm curious i i would think that my from what i know of star wars lore um younglings are with, with the force aptitude are taken away from their families or they're given up by their families and they're not supposed to have that familial attachment. Is that Yeah, Jedi aren't supposed to have attachments. Right. So. But yeah. here's the problem. Right. Order 66. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, is it um, something that a uh, protocol droid for the library of a Jedi temple with all of that particular uh, programming included... Uh, which would probably include the tenants of the Jedi and all that other fun stuff. Um, would that droid have taken me back to my home or taken me somewhere else? Well, I guess how old were you when that happened? At, how long was it after uh, Clone Wars, after the Order sixty six? So, so if you if you figure the age of Luke Skywalker in New Hope, it's yeah. roughly eighteen uh, years. Nineteen. 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 Right. That's exactly my age, too. So <laughs> That's helpful. That's helpful. Hmm. So was I maybe like a toddler or something? Yeah, you would have had to be. like Tiny little force-sensitive or... human just walking around, knocking over yep. bottles, not knowing why. Little little two- to three-year-old or something yeah. like maybe that. Maybe it's uh, when I was at the certainly temple. possible you could have arrived at the temple, or you there was possibly a, a courier ship on the way back to the temple as the point in time of Order 66 occurred. So maybe oh, you never actually got yeah. to the temple. Maybe the ship arrived at the temple and then like the destruction had already happened and this lone library bot accosted you away. Oh, like the, the protocol droid was basically the only thing left standing that was remotely sentient. Yeah. Perhaps. Huh. So how do we end up with an assassin droid? <laughs> well, HK-31... Was a Republic assassin droid. Oh, that's right. And so when mm-hmm. there was no Republic, you know, what did they do? They they might have been hired as some extra muscle to help protect younglings. I you know, I would almost go as so far as to say that um, that uh, D3W1 hired the former assassin droid as muscle. Mm-hmm. What if... Um... 
what if instead of like I was getting dropped off, uh, like I like the whole I'm getting dropped off to go to the academy sort of thing at that young age, but uh, the platform that we had landed on was booby trapped, and the ship that we arrived on was mostly destroyed, and I somehow survived the wreckage. D3W1 was the only thing there that heard the commotion and came out and with the advanced droid sensors and whatnot knew that there was uh, somebody else inside since I was probably in there crying and came and rescued me and had no idea where my parents were. Uh, maybe uh, along the same lines, perhaps one of the, one of the uh, troopers that brought you back took pity on you and yeah. let you live. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be. Because they had a kid your exact age or something. Yeah, they and they or well, I mean they weren't Jedi. You weren't a Jedi. You weren't a That's Padawan. True. You hadn't really been, you know. Yeah, you hadn't really even made like it all the way into the building yet. Yeah, I guess that could be. Yeah, like why is they've the shown? I mean, they've shown in the Clone Wars there have been a, a number of examples where the the soldiers didn't complete their order, whether it was because they had the chip removed or because they made a a decision. Because they resisted okay. for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. What about this? Yeah, that could work. Yep. What if one of those clone troopers uh, decided he realized that you were Force-sensitive and decided to take you to Palpatine and the assassin droids who rescued you? Ah. Oh. I like that one. That makes me a a hero. I do like that because it would have made sense because I was so young, I would have been impressionable to turn to the dark side. And that's that's usually yeah, what the just, Sith did. Not, they would take not, a, who was a Jedi not speaking from experience them. or anything, but um, yeah, they they can be pretty uh, pretty tempting. Mm-hmm. Can we can we say then that um, D three W one was basically uh, taking care of me until they got captured together, and both of them were getting taken to Palpatine? Yeah, it makes sense that you could have had a protocol droid along with you. Yeah. Because you would have been uh, probably a font of uh, information. So that would have been useful to the Emperor as well. Mm -hmm. And so then this assassin droid knew that there was some uh, Republic and Jedi stuff going on on this transport and came by and rescued us. Mm -hmm. Was it a, uh, was it a, what is this ship called? Fire spray. Was it a fire spray ship that we were taking mm-hmm. on, and that's how you got your ship? <laughs> sure. That would explain kind of, the, yeah, the, the ship. How do we end up with these other two droids? Yeah. Well, Captain 112D. And keep in mind that we're now talking that we're now kind of explaining that that uh, the assassin droid, Dewey, and um, Edric have been together since he was a toddler. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Amelia, I mean, I don't know you that well, but like we're co-parents now, so yes, um, we are. We need to have some other conversations. <laughs> I like how much screen time is appropriate. You know, how much hollow chest time yeah. is appropriate. How much do we feed it? Yeah. How, how do we know if something is going wrong? They all act weird all the time. What do we feed it? What do we feed it? So it doesn't uh. like the slugs. Hmm. But it also didn't like the uh, the alcohol, so I don't know what to feed it. Did you try? Apparently, cannot eat metal. Yeah, yeah. we have some mulch. That that might work. Okay, 
I mean, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Wait, no, organic. Why am I? Why am I stuck? Stuck with the like worst droids yeah. in existence. So you had to grow up. droids and a baby. Yes, you had to grow mm-hmm. up real quick. My two droids. My two droids. <laughs> hey, sometimes a family can be an assassin droid, a protocol droid, and a toddler human. <laughs> a force sensitive child. A force sensitive toddler human. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So that, that explains how us three got together. Yeah, I'm curious because uh, Captain 1124 and I were on the opposite sides of the Clone Wars. Ah. So how do why, why do we trust each other now, even though we are probably still wary of each other? Maybe you were decommissioned because you couldn't assassinate him. <gasps> oh, he was my mark and I couldn't do it. Because you were in love? <laughs> That's where my mind went. And then I was like, no, wait, we're droids. So, droids could feel. Droids can, have feelings. Can, can droids feel? Can droids love? They're sentient. Okay, when I was asked onto this podcast, I didn't expect to be asked like philosophical questions. <laughs> well, like the longer that they go, I didn't choose to be a droid. Wiped, like the more personality, personality they get. that they have, and mm-hmm. I feel like your relationships are part of your personality. We need to talk to Marie Claire Gould about this because she would know the exact answer to this, I would assume. Star Wars isn't the Star Wars historically is not shy about the fact that droids have emotions. Yeah. Right? The actual yeah. the the tactile sense of feeling or the actual feeling of pain, like those are those are more generalized. Like when something happens to a droid, they make an exclamation of pain. They show a droid being branded. They show a droid being branded in Return of the Jedi on his feet, and he's making yeah. exclamations of pain. Uh, mm-hmm. So it stands to reason that a droid would also feel love. Well, I mean, I, I look at how R2 reacts when he sees Luke again yep. in The Last Jedi, too. And, mm-hmm. and 3PO has definite right. feelings of affection for R2, and he excla- whenever they're yeah. possibly going to be in danger, like, C-3PO is current, constantly worried mm-hmm. about R2. Yes. Well, even at the end of A New Hope, he's like, you know, take as many parts as you mm-hmm. want uh, to fix him. I don't care. You know, just save him. That was so you know, that's, sweet. That's unconditional love mm-hmm. right there. Okay, now they would probably be worse parents than us. 3PO and R2? Yeah. I don't know. We're pretty bad. <laughs> R2 would be good. Well, C-3PO is definitely the helicopter parent, and <laughs> R2 is basically the, the derelict dad. Yeah. I feel like R2 is like way more cool uncle than dad, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, see, my thing is here, we have a, a droid that does thinky things and research. Like, mm-hmm. y- you should be in charge of the, 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 the crying one. You can figure out, like, I'm Punchy McPuncherson. That was not my research specialization. Well, then what are we (laughs) supposed to do? Well, how about you didn't know what to do, and you found a place that uh, a family was able to take me in for a while, and then um, after we parted ways, you know, um, the, the family got to know both of you droids, um, and thanked you and everything for saving this young child and everything. And they said, you know, they would care for me as if I was one of their own. And um, then years later, um, after hearing about these droids that had rescued me and, you know, 
going through school and, and all this stuff and knowing all this stuff is starting to happen to me and getting kind of scared, I track you down. To go off that, on space adventures with us? That makes sense. To try to, yeah, to try to hide and get away and to track you down, I needed to find a, a droid slicer, maybe named Sparks. Oh my God, Are we, have that... we all been brought together by this human? I uh, I had kind of hinted, I, I have a feeling that Sparks was either either hired to find the human or hired to find D3WI, D3W1, Dewey, um, because of the information that Dewey has. Do you think it's possible okay. protocol droids like live with people all the time? Yeah. I mean, do you think it's possible that I stayed behind with Edric? Oh, yeah, that could work. Well, and you might be the last vestige of the Republic that I have any knowledge of. I would, I would probably stick true. around that. I don't. I feel like the it's it's better if the three of you are like a family unit. Yeah, that um, works. I don't. I, I I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for obviously Emily or or uh, Amelia's characters, but it seems like it would be weird for them to just drop you off with somebody to raise you, with the knowledge that you may be like the last force sensitive being. Right. In the galaxy. Yes. What if I mean, the three, it's possible. Oh, go ahead. What if the three of them were together? They realize they need to find a safe place to hide. So they decide to go look for old separatist strongholds because they're abandoned. They, they come get sparks to do some research. Through the research, they find an old abandoned one. And when they get there, they find a crazy tactical droid running around talking about his responsibilities and bringing back the droid army. <laughs> I like it. Eh, close enough to safe. Yeah. <laughs> but I would imagine that there'd probably be enough supplies left behind and whatnot to to raise one human. Yeah. Well, we can find him, you know. And and probably enough uh like computer data to teach him. But that would make sense why you're the doctor cuz you had to learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah, and the forager. Yep. That would tie all into it. We're on some backwater little asteroid out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, with enough power to uh, to last uh, roughly 17 years. <laughs> That's oddly specific of you. <laughs> I like it. Did we just do we it? We did it. I think so. We created characters. We created uh, backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So then the question yes. is, why do we have to get off of there? Oh, because the power's gone? I think there's, uh, I mean, it's a little asteroid. There's not enough resources to stay here forever, especially for this human. And there's the force sensitive that may have to be moved, or D3W1 has some blackmail on somebody. Maybe they finally tracked uh, D3W1 Ooh. down. Ooh. What about, well, maybe, maybe this is, this could be interesting. What if D3W1 has all this knowledge of the force and all this knowledge of like kind of the history and, and the, that such. And part of that is because she's been actually programmed with a holocron inside her. <gasps> oh. like she, a large portion of the knowledge that she has is actually because she contains a holocron. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Yes. Like, and? I imagine, I imagine like her, <laughs> yes, I, I imagine like at some point, like she, her chest opens up like Optimus Prime and like she pulls out this holocron and like holds it above her head, like, like, you know, like a champion. You got the touch. 
<laughs> we have fun on Redemption. Yes, definitely. We have fun on C3. <laughs> We've been having a great time. No, Ryan's not work. having a great time because he's thinking of all the things he has to edit out now. <laughs> and so Sorry. the, 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 <laughs> still the trick here anything. is that, you know, whoever is, maybe someone is coming for, uh, you know, Dewey because they, they have heard or seen, heard rumors or found some documentation about a protocol droid with a, with a Jedi holocron. Have you been leaking and that information the, And the kid, Edric, is not even, not even a known thing. Oh, interesting. Well, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, that would be really sweet. It doesn't help that Edric has been um, on. I just blinked on the word for space on internet. How the holonet? The holonet. The, the, oh, wow. The holonet searching for things like protocol droid holocron. Well, and well, and the great thing <laughs> is too, if you if we think about it this way, right? Here's a kid that's literally been raised among droids, so has yeah. no frame of reference for dealing with humanoids. <gasps> oh. oh my god. Uh. Think about his it's first like, crush. It's like space Tarzan. Yes. It really is. <laughs> oh. This is amazing. So we've we've all got our own distinct personalities as droids, and so he would be used to dealing with those, yeah. but as droids, we also tend to, you know, we have a tendency to act more logically, you know, maybe cold or robotic mm-hmm. in some ways, you know. And so when we get off this asteroid and actually into like a small city, you know. Edric has like no idea what to do, like yeah. Oh, it's so gonna it's, be like it becomes like a school after being homeschooled for a few years. Yep. And now I just remembered that one of my um, things was that I've got uh, a sibling that is looking out mm-hmm. for me. Or yeah. What if what if they tracked me down some time ago because they they heard rumors of this of thing a survivor and followed them. Of a survivor and and like just poured through research and research and research and put it together that it was me. And now that they found me, they're they're slowly leaving these clues and, and little uh presence basically here and there. Um that I have that I have no idea where they're coming from. Well we from. talked about that about like credits just kind of showing up in your account and yep. you know. Yeah, but stuff like that. But why would he uh, have just a, like random, an account? Well, you have to have some sort of account well, to keep track of Well, but that's the trick, right? If we've been living like incommunicado on an asteroid, then technically there's yeah. like no, there's no nothing that points to the fact that you even exist. There's no trail. There's no trail. Right. Unless he's not been as careful on the hollow net as we instructed. Because there has to be some sort of connection right. to the outside world. Um, so he we gave away his username and password. <laughs> right. And... <laughs> Don't talk to strangers on the holonet. <laughs> I, I can imagine that Edric would have uh, done some research on his own on the holonet. And uh, probably through that research, his search history of sorts was probably discovered by uh, either a brother or right. sister. He doesn't know. Somebody and and if even if they're Ron the the sibling, um, they're still helping somebody out. Right. That's their justification. Here's uh, here's an easy in for the sibling. What if the sibling hired my data broker to find the protocol droid because they had a you know the suspicion that you were involved or that you were oh. in the custody of that droid? People had seen yeah. uh, the droid with a small child shortly after the wreck of the of the council building. Yeah, I think that yeah. would. 
that that'll definitely lead to uh, that bridges the some, that bridges the sibling in from a point of contact perspective. Like I've reported back to my mm-hmm. employer that I found the protocol droid and there's a uh, a human. Right. Yeah. I think we said that you're you're kind of looking for the information that I have. Mm-hmm. So are you reason- on our side or not, Sparks? Sparks has been with the group for a while. I would I would assume at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like kind of a wander-in situation. His the end goal is that yes, he did find the information for the client, but his data brokers also informed him that he needs to try and get as much of the the Jedi-related data out of the protocol droid as he can. So that's his continuing like like the rest of the group doesn't know that, but that's kind of why he's there. But mm-hmm. also he's begun to form relationships with everybody, and it's become a do I want to fulfill my mission or do I want to just stay here and do what I'm doing? Yeah, because you're getting which of you're those going two longer is, and longer without getting wiped too. Yeah, and um, you know, and again, it's uh, getting pulled between like your duty and your and your want, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then why 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 is the captain sticking around here then? Yeah, because he has to take care of the droids that are here. Oh, that's yeah. true. Because you have your he, droids rights thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. So he's got three new droids here that uh, he wants to make sure that they are uh, protected, and I would imagine uh, know that they have the right to do what they want. Yeah, he failed during the Clone Wars to keep his troops alive. He now sees the group as his troops. Aww. Yeah. Which he's probably even going to see Edric as one of his troops, but he never identifies him as a human. He's always just going to refer to him as one of the other droids underneath him. Does he have a special designation for Edric that's not like a human designation? Probably EF1. 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 That's awesome. I like that. Oh, this is a sweet little family. Yeah. So, um, I love, I, I love these droids. I, 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 I've, I've talked, uh, I talked with Senda about this. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we would love to host this on Saskeek at some point. <laughs> Oh, oh serious? It would be such a cool yeah. game. It would be and, so fun. Um, the idea being... Um, oh, this would be an amazing one shot. Yeah. And it would be easy because the opening scene could be a message to uh, Edric from his mysterious sibling saying, Hey, I Maybe work... Here. Yeah, well, or I work for the Empire. They know where you are. You have to leave. Oh. oh, that's right, because we talked about that a little bit, too, as an yep. option of, like, hey, that's right. the that, sibling telling you that's where why not we to leave. be. <sighs> I'm, I'm dinking around on the hollow net at the ripe age of 19, and suddenly this thing pops up. Hey, the empire. Like, <laughs> phrasing, phrasing. Sorry about where that. Where you are, you must leave. And and maybe maybe we take the fire spray because it's the only ship left that we could get into a serviceable condition to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's my ship mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed with upgrading, oh, there you go. It's the only that's right. ship that's it been kept ship. up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you've been cannibalizing other ships oh, that have yeah. been there, and so it's literally the only and one occasionally that works. maybe parts from some of our weird little family. Maybe it's mm-hmm. barely recognizable as a fire spray. Hmm. And that's that's maybe the joke. People are like, "What kind of? What is your ship?" And it's like it's called the fire spray. And they're like, "It's not a fire spray." <laughs> and I've been sis- th- insisting on a different name for years, and <laughs> <laughs> it is a fire spray. What else are we going to call it? 
literally anything else. But it is a fire spray. Yes, which is why it doesn't need to be fire spray. But fire spray. Fire spray the fire spray. Yes, it is a fire spray. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> yep. You can oh. keep arguing. HK might we'll probably win. Yeah. HK is a little <laughs> stubborn. Dex, definitely. That's okay. D3, pay it. No mind. I have already installed multiple transponder codes on the ship. I don't like it when you do that, Sparks. It is for our survival. Oh, fantastic. So, this sounds like an excellent place to uh, stop for the, the backstory. We've got a uh, pretty well fleshed out, uh, uh, not to use that word, So yeah, this is awesome. I love this group. Mm-hmm. I do too. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for our Star Wars Edge of the Empire character creation episode. Michael, do you want to remind listeners where they can find the where they can find you and let them know what else you are up to? Of course, uh, I am most active on Twitter at LoserMLW. That is LoserMLW. I know it's funny, but it, it's a name with a lot of history. Uh, I can be found on the Redemption Podcast. I can be found on Tales of Blood and Stone. Uh, and then I can also be found at uh, Return to Greyhawk on the Greyhawk channel on Twitch. A proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Yes. (laughs) Very cool. Emily, how about yourself? You can find me as Isla on the Redemption Podcast every other Monday. That's redemptionpodcast.com. You can find me at my own Twitter, at the Crafty DM. You can look up She's a Super Geek, sasgeek.com. Or you can howl at the moon until until you're blue at the face and then call out my secret name three times and I will appear. Her secret name is Beulah, by the way. It's Beulah. What? Why would you? Now she's going to pop everywhere. Everywhere. Said it twice. Now you're like. He's uh, not howling at the moon until he's blue at the face, though. You can say Stop the name disappearing and disappearing our guests. Oh the whole point is I that always, I, always I didn't get want the order everybody wrong. to have everybody can tag me on Twitter. I don't want them all knowing my secret name. Well, Beulah is nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Beulah, Beulah. And Chris, what about you? <laughs> uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. Uh, it's at uh, Burlu underscore Chris, and I am. Pretty active with the Redemption podcast and Tales of Blood and Stone, a Shadow of the Demon Lord uh, actual play. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone. And thank you, everyone out there listening. So please join us on the next episode for our discussion block. Character Creation Cast is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network and can be found online at www.charactercreationcast.com. Head to the website to get more information on our hosts and guests, or even some of our character sheets. Character Creation Cast can be found on Twitter at CreationCast. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter, and I can be found on Twitter at Lord Neptune. Our other host, Amelia Antrim, can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. Music for this episode is used with a Creative Commons license or with permission from the podcast they originated from. Further information can be found within the show notes. Our main theme music is 
Hero Remix by Steve Combs and is used with a Creative Commons license. This podcast is owned by us under Creative Commons. This episode was edited by Ryan Bolter. Further information for the game systems used in today's guests can also be found in the show notes. If you like the systems discussed and wish to purchase them, links to the products can be found in the show notes. Also, check the notes or the website for cool stuff to go with each character, such as dice or mixtapes. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we find that the best part of any role-playing game is character creation. So go out there and create some amazing people. We will see you next time. Character Creation Cast is hosted by the One Shot Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, visit OneShotPodcast.com, where you'll find other great shows like Backstory. Backstory is an ongoing series of interviews with game designers and other notable members of the role-playing community, hosted by Alex Roberts. This show is all about the person behind the work. How did they get into gaming? Why did they start designing? What are they most excited about for the future? Alex loves getting to know people, and you'll love coming along for the ride. We love you, Alex. We love you, Alex. In the universe of Star Wall Odyssey, space is made out of the collective imaginations of all the thinking beings who live on various planets. These worlds are connected to each other through imagination. Common themes and ideas are strings between universes. And to get between them, people fly wooden ships that look like animals, which are powered by emotions. Also, people communicate with each other by contemplating orbs. The only way you can take pictures is getting stared at by a big psychic bug. And people have already declared victory in a war over the very concept of evil. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Starwall Odyssey follows the adventures of the hapless inhabitants of the Lucky Finn Tenement Building, who suddenly find that their apartment is actually a spaceship, and that they're lost in a sea of boundless imagination. It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Merzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role-playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Star Wall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.